What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bird Flock Podcast. It's just Shane and I today. No special guest, nobody uh, nobody to join us today, but uh, we're going to be talking about what's on pretty much every CFL fan's mind this week, and that's free agency. Um, it's stressful, man. I'm stressed. Dude, especially Al's fans. Like, I am... I'm so stressed. Like, this I'm is such ready. a make it or break it off season huge. with Mazzoli coming back in Ottawa, man. It's huge, and like, I, I'm going like even further. I'm reading conspiracy theories, not conspiracy theories. It's like very possible, like the Owls possibly folding, and like, oh, dude, I'm stressed. Like, it's true though. You think about it, and, and this all ties into free agency, right? Like, do we think that the estate that runs the Alouettes right now, or 75 percent of the Owls, is going to fork over? 250 grand for training camp is going to fork over all this money. Like, I don't know what's actually going to happen. And also, obviously as a free agent, do you want to come here when 100%. you don't know what's going to happen? hundred percent. And like, you're seeing it right in, in free agency. Like I looked at the, the list of pending free agents and like who's resigned and everything like that. The Argos, the red blacks, the stamps, the Elks, the lions and the bombers have signed like over 75%. Dude, Winnipeg went nuts on yeah. Sunday afternoon. And Toronto went nuts Sunday afternoon too. Like they've signed over like I don't want to say seventy five percent, but like well over sixty percent. Like I don't know if you saw like Adam Big Hill. Like he tweeted, he's like, okay, I could sleep tonight. Like yesterday, yeah. he's like, I could sleep tonight because I know a lot of my boys are running it back. Exactly, and like, like we have the I have the list here of who the Owls have re-signed, and obviously there like there's some important names for sure. Like Tyrese Beverett, big name. Wes mm-hmm. Sutton, big name. Chandler Worthy, big name. And then obviously we have Pierre Luc Caron, who's our long snapper. Fred Chagnon, Reggie Sibasu, who, from my understanding, is going to have a bigger role in the offense this year, which is good. Yeah, if he's well, lying, the yeah. way that they're they're making it look out right now. Yeah, I mean, right now he's wide receiver two. Right, yeah. you actually think about it, he's wide receiver two behind Phil yeah. Pot, which is scary in itself. Uh, Nafis Lyon, who stepped in and played really well last year too. Yeah, balled out. And Raheem Wilson, same thing, midseason balled pickup. Out. Yeah, when he came from Calgary, yeah, balled yeah. out huge pickup but then there's obviously the list of free agents that are still unsigned and i did this this morning i put this together this morning it's a scary list like it's a really scary list and like again before i get into that um obviously any owls fan any cfl fan read the article that dave naylor and tsn posted last week i think just his interview with gino Mm -hmm. um and Gino is straight up, right? He said the Owls are an absolute shit show right now. The front office is a shit show. And like, how do you think, like, as a free agent, you read the best player on the team, arguably one of the best the players. Guy who just NFL, finished second in MOP in the in the CFL as a receiver, saying yeah. that about his team. Like, forget re-signing guys. I'm scared to bring anyone in. I don't know if we'll have enough people to field a fucking team. Dude, like, it's it's just gonna be like a lot of like practice squad guys coming in and like getting reps because like guys are not gonna not gonna sign here like got big names why am I gonna want to sign here as a big name if like you know let's just say Gino walks out of the door that's like one of the biggest names in the CFL not just in Montreal and how much the fans loved him and they just let him walk out like how how's that make anybody feel right there literally and like I I don't know what they can do at this point to make it better Right. They need they need this week. They need to announce a president. Don't 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 get me started. I think fire, firing Mario was a, a mistake to begin with. And I think it, any didn't, make fan, sense. it didn't make sense. He, I, I like I've been to Al's games the past five years. This past season was by far the best vibe 
at any Owls game. By yeah, far the most seen. There were times where we were looking at each other, we're like this place is rocking. Yeah, and like that has a huge part to do with Mario. I don't get why he was let go. Um, and then obviously we love Gary, but Montreal especially it needs to be owned locally. Like imagine the Habs were owned by a U.S. group or, or something like that. Like it needs to be owned locally. Like it doesn't make sense to me, but that's a whole other story. And I think there's things we can do to kind of mend the the damage in the meanwhile, like bring in a, a solid president and just have that stability. But I'm going to go through some of the names here. I did, Obviously, I did, I'm not listing everyone. I'm listing the big names, but still remain to be signed. Obviously, we have Gino. Obviously, we have Pickett. Obviously, we have Trevor Harris. I'm going to say those are the big three right now um, mm. that remain unsigned. But again, these aren't guys that, like this isn't our whole list of free agents. These are guys that were day one starters, everyday starters. That need to be back. And need to be back. Micah Awe stepped in at Mike, or I think he was playing Mike, or I know he was playing linebacker, but was huge. Huge. Yeah. Mike was, Jones. Like that's what the CFL is. And it's just like guys stepping up like that. Mm-hmm. And there's only so many you could let out the door at the same time for it to not have a damage on your team. Literally. And and, and I'm gonna get like into, Montreal doesn't realize that right now. I know. And I'm gonna get into a specific position group. Obviously, we know which one, but Micah Awe was huge on defense last year. Mike Jones was huge on defense last year. Dom Davis led the CFL in touchdowns, broke the Al single season or tied the Al single season record for mm-hmm. touchdowns. Shane's boy. That's my dog, uh, man. Michael Wakefield, again, great. He was great on the D-line. Yeah. And then there a D-line that doesn't produce a lot for this team already. Like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then this list just scares the shit out of me. Obviously, Gino. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Keon Julian Grant, Herji Mayala, Reggie White Jr., Jake Winicky. That's Dude, we could literally go from having the best receiving core in the CFL to the worst by a mile. Yeah. By a mile. Like of of these names, let let's Reggie leave. White. You know what? Let's let's just cross him off the board here because he got hurt. He tore his yeah. ACL late. He's he's probably not going to come back until October, anyways. Yeah. So like, let's just cross him out for now to get one name out out of, out of the way. Jake, you lose him. He's he's called TD Jake for a reason. You lose him. You're losing a whole bunch of production. Even though I don't know what happened last year at the beginning of the year, they forgot how to use him, but yeah. you still can't. Let him walk out and not try and replace him. Gino, Gino's Gino. We've talked about this for forever. Best receiver in the CFL. Yeah. Tyson Philpot wants him back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to keep your young stars happy too. So, Keon Julian Grant, the screen god. Like, but you think about it, Keon Julian Grant was good for four or five catches a game. Like, that's really, a lot of production you're missing out. Really. Like, he may yeah. not have ever jumped off the screen and gotten like 100 yards, but. He's getting you 40 yards consistently, and he's catching the ball when you're throwing it to him. Yeah. Like, what more can you ask from your, like, fourth target in the offense? That's it. And then Herji. I, I, of the, of this group, he's the most confident. I'm the most confident that Herji will be back. Just based yeah, strictly on the fact that he's a Montreal boy. Yeah. yeah. I think based on the saw him. He had, he had some big games last year when he, uh, when they finally decided to give him the ball. But he was also a big name. Like, he, he kind of got hidden in this offense a little bit behind Gino, Jake, even Tyson Philpott. That's his guy. See, like, he could step in in a role right now and, and have a thousand-yard season. A thousand percent. And, he, like, he, he was good in Calgary, too. Yeah. Like, he was very good. He was a good name coming to Montreal last yeah. year in the offseason. hundred percent. He was. I think he was, like, one of the first guys they signed in the free agency last year. Yeah. 
So, like I said, that, that, that's a scary list to have. Like, yeah, I don't even yeah, know. Especially, like, you know, like now that the the period is open that other teams could talk to them, mm-hmm. you think they would have at least signed one of them by now. Yep. Like these guys definitely, I guarantee you they all have an offer at this point. Like, 100%. May not be four of them, but that they at least have one, and it may not be one that they like, but it's still on the table. Montreal's got to figure it out, man. But you don't think that all these teams are calling Montreal free agents and not lowballing them, but knowing that they can get them for a cheaper price because I would too. Because Montreal can't compete with anything. They can't compete with anything right now. And like we like you texted me as a joke before, like I think Machocha's phone's broken, but I think Machocha's hands are really tied with what he can do right yeah. now just because of every issue that, you know, we're kind of facing and it sucks and it's putting him in a, a really bad position. I think he could like, uh, don't get me wrong. I think he two or three of these, hundred yeah. percent, two, three, four, maybe five of these names need to come off the board before Valentine's day before. But even look at, look at Jason Moss coming in. Like, how does he feel? It's like, you know, I came here and I see all these weapons. I want to come here. I want to coach here. Yeah. And then I might not have any of these weapons. None. Yeah. Like, you know, I got Phil Pot, which is sick. He, that's a great, like, Huge. starting guy. But then, like, imagine, like, number one receiver in the CFL could leave. Yeah. Guy who led the, like, could lead the CFL in receiving touchdowns every year. And Jake Winicky could leave. Yeah. Herjee Mayala, who put up a couple hundred yard games last year, could leave. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It might it might just be like turn around and stand back getting the ball thirty five times a game. That's what it's shaping up to be, right? And we, even we, Fletch, Fletch isn't signed, so it's not like no. you have the change. Oh, I forgot Walter Fletch on that list. Fletch isn't even signed, man. It's not like the screen yeah. game. No, not saying that William Standback can't do it himself, but it's not what he was. He's known for, no. and he even said it himself. I don't think he wants to do it all himself. I think he wants to be that two three headed back with yeah. Jess Run and whoever the other guy is, but. It's scary, man. And then especially what makes it scarier is, like I said before, seven with the exception of maybe Hamilton, who's been really quiet, um, every team is re-signing their guys. Like, Yeah, but Hamilton, I don't know. Hamilton just always finds a way. They're like that that team in the East that they could lose all their free agents and they're, they come back better. They because always have the next guy. Wanna, yeah. yeah. Teams want to – like people, players want to go to Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, th- like we can kind of get into it now in terms of – you know, the other teams around the league, but there's been some big signings, right? Like we saw, obviously, Bo. I didn't think – and that I didn't think Hamilton. he was going to resign, to be I honest. Like, we we had this conversation many times, me and you. I thought, you know, the longer it goes, the less likely it is. And then he comes out and he signs a, you know, a multi-year extension. Mm-hmm. What receiver is looking at that saying, I don't want to go there? Exactly. And, like, we'll get into it in a, a, a bit, but Hamilton has some big-name receivers that are free agents as well. Yeah, and like Tim you said, I don't... just came out and was a CFL All Star, and he's a free agent now. Yeah, like, but again, because there's that stability, right? Like, I don't see a world where they don't consider Hamilton to go back. But like all these guys on this list, like Montreal might not even be on their mind. Like I feel like when you you come from a team and you have the chance to re-sign, they're always going to be one or two on your your preference list, unless mm-hmm. you have a terrible experience. But I can't see how Montreal is is a priority for any of these guys right now. And look at Ottawa right now. Look who their two coordinators are and look where they came from. Mm-hmm. Those guys, if I'm a free agent, you guarantee that Kahari Jones is, is going to be calling his guys that 100%. were in his offense. And, and, you know, it's the same thing. Like, I'm sure Pickett's going to get a call for, for the defense. 
Let's and then Ottawa out. is going to steal all my favorite players like they did with Pat Levels, like they did the with Money Hunter. Irisa Bear back in the day, too. Yeah. Money Hunter, Money man. Hunter. I, I saw him get re-signed yesterday. I was upset about that. I want him to run it back in Montreal. But, yeah. dude, it's – it's Ottawa was smart about it. Ottawa saw, listen, Montreal had two good coordinators. They got let go. <laughs> And yep. Montreal's a good team, and some of these guys are going to want to fly over here. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's close. It's a rivalry. It's, you know, Jeremiah Mazzoli is, uh, you know, it was hurt last year, but when he came out the first couple of games, he was balling. He was showing that he was the same old Jeremiah Mazzoli. Yep. So, obviously, we can talk about the receivers. We can talk about the entire offense all day. But at the end of the day, it comes down to who's throwing them the rock, right? Dude, yeah, that's another thing. That's a Why, huge question like, it's, it's your number two – both your two quarterbacks are not signed right now. <clears throat> so if I had to put a gun to your head right now and say who is the Al starting quarterback on June whatever it is, 2023? Cody Fajardo. I think we have the same answer, yeah. Dude, I think it's like a, a swap that we're getting like a Trevor Harris. I saw today that they offered him apparently a multi-year, like very good contract. Yeah. Dude, I think it's just a swap. Like, Fajardo's comfortable with Moss. Obviously, he didn't have his best year with him this year, but he's comfortable with him. And a lot of teams' quarterbacks are already set, man. Like, if Saskatchewan doesn't have a quarterback, they've already said pretty much they're not going back to Fajardo. How many other places is Fajardo going to have an opportunity to sign if he wants to be a starter? Montreal might just have to be. Even if he doesn't like Moss's system, yeah. Montreal might be his only chance to be a starting quarterback. And like honestly, a lock in a starting quarterback. Yeah, job. and honestly, I don't hate it at all. I don't hate. I love Fajardo. Like if if you told me we could swap last year at any point, I know he had a rough year, but we could just swap Trevor Harris for Cody. Fajardo. Just the running ability adds so much in the offense, man. Like, I I I really like Fajardo. I would not be upset about that at all. I wouldn't be upset at all. So, I, I sent you this theory that I saw this morning, and it makes a lot of sense. Right. All I'm saying though is, uh, like we said before, my boy, if Dommy D's coming in as QB one. I'm I'm the first guy rocking his jersey in the in the stadium. Oh yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. Damn, but I I think you said Farhan Lalji posted this theory, yeah. but I think and it makes sense. A lot of the quarterback situation could come down to what McLeod Bethel Thompson does, right? If if he goes to the states, then that opens up a second team right now that needs a quarterback right away. Because that's also another situation, dude. Toronto just won the Great Cup. Yeah, I'm a quarterback. I'm like, yo, I want to go there. But and they resigned their guys, man. They yeah. resigned Curly Gittens. They like he he got paid. Yeah, he got paid. He got a hefty contract, which is good for him. He's nasty, man. Yeah, but it makes it like and for Gino, like I know we want him back, but even if the situation in Montreal was perfect, it makes sense for him to wait it out and see what these other guys get paid. Yeah. Right? Like 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 First we saw waited out for their contract and waited out for the quarterback. Yeah, hundred percent. It makes sense. Like that's why I'm like I haven't sounded the alarms just yet i'm fucking nervous don't get me wrong yeah i mean it's it's still early in the in the yeah period but it's you know it's it's coming fast it's like a week yeah it's a week tomorrow we're here and you get i guarantee you free agency opens and gino's gonna have eight eight contracts lined up oh he already probably does like like he tweeted yesterday he said like oh shit you guys didn't tell me he was gonna get this crazy at lunchtime like no shit he's gonna have eight offers on the table and he yeah, should have nine for Montreal. I'm sure Montreal's probably, done. Probably got at least one contract that's over 300K. 100%. But back to the quarterback situation, and it makes sense. And I think this 
the ideal scenario, the ideal situation is for Montreal is McLeod Bethel-Thompson re-signs in Toronto. He comes back to Toronto. Right now, the debate is not whether he wants to play or not. He's playing. But does he want to play in Toronto or does he want to play in the XFL, a backup in the NFL, mm-hmm. something along those lines? So Farhan Lalji posted this theory, and I think it's best case scenario for the Owls, where if McLeod comes back, Trevor Harris goes to Saskatchewan. I think that's a lock either way. I think it's a lock at this point. Yep. Cody Fajardo comes to Montreal. I think that's borderline a lock either way. I think the only way that it's not a lock that Trevor Harris goes to Saskatchewan is if Gino signs basically right now and says, I want you coming back with me. I think that's the only way that it's not a lock that he's going to Saskatchewan. Yeah. Like if, if Gino signs in Montreal, it was part of the discussion. Yeah. Like, and and Trevor Harris probably signs. Like he probably calls Trevor and says, I'm about to sign this contract. Let's run it back. Yeah. Which again, I would be perfectly okay with that. I wouldn't be upset about it. But, uh, and then the X factor in kind of all this is going to be Dane Evans. Right. So if McLeod leaves, Dane Evans, I could fully see being Toronto's QB1 next year. But then if McLeod comes back, Dane Evans isn't going to want to go to Toronto. He's going to want to go to somewhere he can compete. And right now, I think the best place for him to compete would be in Montreal against Cody Fajardo. And I think that would just pit them against each other and make. Which again, there's a reason that they moved on from Mazzoli is because they saw something in Evans and everybody saw something in Evans. 100%. Just had, a, again, one bad year. And here we are. But again, if you're going to choose between Bo Levi Mitchell and Dane Evans, you're obviously choosing Bo. Yeah. So that's another thing. You put two guys that had two bad that had a bad year last year against each other in Montreal. Yeah. One of them's going to come out on top, and one of them's going to like they both are going to bring out the best in each other, and that might be the best scenario for Montreal. And then you end up with a top two or three backup in the league. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, if someone goes down, you're probably getting a first round pick for at the trade deadline, like they did with Vernon Adams this year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I want to jump into a little bit of, obviously we, we want to start getting wishful a little bit and bringing in some of our guys. And obviously we're going to, what we're about to do is we're going to list off our, our dream scenario of top five guys we bring in on offense, top five guys we bring in on defense. Okay. I'm going to speak for myself. And if I were to include Al's players on this list, I think offensively all five would be filled by Al's players. Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to operate under the assumption that, they're not coming it's back. A whole new, yeah. It's a whole new regime. And these are five guys from other teams that I want to bring in. So we'll start off on the offense. I don't know if you want to go first. We can go one each, but I'll start with number five. Yeah. And good. we mentioned him just before. And that's Tim White. Dudes, he's gross. I had him on my list. I, I took him off because to me, it's just, he's the same as like Phil Pot. Phil Pot could fill that role. Exactly. So that, that was my thing. Um, I feel like outside of, Last year, outside of Philpot, obviously we had Keon Julian Grant, who was that speed threat. And I think we used Tim White in a similar way. Throw him on opposite sides of each other in the slot and have hopefully Gino out wide or something. Or you could play Gino anywhere, but have him opposite Philpot. And I think it's an absolute game changer, it's right? Like disgusting. He, we, we would go back to being in the conversation for one of that best receiving cores in the league. So I had I had Tim White at my five, but like I said, uh, and when we talked about it with Phil Pot, kind of brought up like the uh, whole Debo thing, and I think that's basically what Jordan White is. And I want to, I feel like they would use uh, Tim White more in a way than Phil Pot, and I want to see that progression from Phil, of Phil Pot. So that's why I'm going to stay away from him. Yeah. At five, though, dude, I think I think Jake Winicky is basically out the door. 
and I've been saying that for a long time, just the way they used him last year. It didn't seem like he was part of the – so I'm going to go with another jump ball receiver, Kamar Jordan. Mm. You throw it up to that guy, he's coming down with it. Like he's never been a real number one guy, but he could fit perfectly in that that touchdown when you need a touchdown big play, throw it up to him, and he's coming down with it. 100%. Uh, his career high is 944 yards, which is good. He only, in only 10 games, he did that. Last year, he kind of only had 433, so a, a slow year. But coming in and just being that guy that could stretch the field is – and and when you big end zones play to Kamar Jordan's strength, and I think that would be perfect fit in Montreal if Jake walks out that door. Yeah, and I want to preface this by saying this isn't our list of top five best free agents, right? No. This is our list of top five best fits, best for the situation. Yeah. Like Basically that. figure out the guys that need to be replaced and replace them with guys. Exactly, that... exactly. So at four, like I'm used to having, there was maybe a few years where we didn't have like a dominant top three receiver in the league. And I don't like it. Like we had SJ, we had Jamel, we have Gino now. And again, I'm operating under the assumption that Gino is leaving. So at four, I have Kenny Lawler. Okay, he comes in. He instantly fills Gino. He's probably shoes. the second best receiver in the in the CFL. Hundred percent. And the only reason I have him at four and not one is because if he's there at if he signs, Gino's not back, right? And and yeah. Gino's my my choice uh, between the two. But I have him at four. He's obviously probably the most talented player on this list. But just based on likelihood of it happening, I have him at four, and I would love it to happen. But that means Gino's not back. So. Unless they're going all out. And Unless Gary brings out the checkbook and goes absolutely. The offense is the greatest offense ever assembled. But <laughs> like my four, uh, we just talked about him uh, before. Cody Fajardo. That's my four quarterback, man. He's the best option to me available. Yeah. Aside from Trevor Harris in this system. And I guess you could put McLeod Bethel Thompson in, but he's not going to leave Toronto if he stays in the CFL. Yeah. Uh, so Cody Fajardo, I've liked him a lot. I've talked about it in the past years that I like him. Dude, the guy was like an MOP candidate two years ago mm-hmm. or three years ago. Like he, that doesn't just fall off after one year. Yeah. So I think I think he he could get back there. I agree. At three, um, honestly, it, it's not we're not losing a lot of guys here, but I have an O lineman, and I think it's one of the best O linemen available. That's going to be Joel Figueroa from BC. Um, Comes in instantly, shores up that left tackle position. You could put, you can bump Landon Rice out to right tackle or something like that, or put. Well, I'm Joel sure there. he was playing right, right, right tackle at some point last year. Anyway, right, so he's comfortable doing it. Yeah, and again, he 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 comes in. He's instantly a, a difference maker on the O line. Uh, again, I don't think our O line was a huge problem last year. We they weren't great by any means, but um, and we're not losing a lot of guys. But I think he comes in and he's instant game changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my three, you touched on him, Kenny Lawler. At three, I got him at three. He, like you said, he would be higher if I was, uh, you know, happy that Gino was leaving. <laughs> yeah. But I'm obviously not going to be ever happy if Gino walks out that door. So, yeah. uh, Kenny Lawler's obviously the best player to replace Gino if that's what happens. So, mm-hmm. if it, it should be no debate, you pretty much throw the contract offer you had for Gino that he didn't accept and you throw it at Lawler. Yeah, that's how it has to be. <laughs> Number two for me, um, he basically said he's not coming back to Saskatchewan and it's someone that I really would love the house to go after. He announced it like two or three weeks ago on a podcast, Shaq Evans. I knew that was coming. I thought he was going to be your one. Dude. I fucking love Shaq Evans. Like I, 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 and I think it would be a good fit in Montreal. Like for me, he would kind of replace that Jake kind of as the wide receiver too in the system. If, 
under all assumptions, Gino were to come back. Um, and again, just based on possibility, right? The Owls are going to be, no matter how which way you cut it, you look at the roster now, the Owls are short receivers. That should be priority, I think, number one, outside of bringing back your guys. But um, it, it's a very likely situation, right? He said he's not going back to Saskatchewan. And if, if we're yeah. operating, you know, under the assumption that, and we both agreed that Cody Fajardo will be the Owls quarterback this year, there's obviously a connection there too. And I would Get not be surprised. Exactly. And I would not be surprised if they reunite. Uh, at two, I went, I went to O-line here also. I went Justin Lawrence, the center in uh, Toronto. I know we have a center here in uh, Sean Jameson, but Sean Jameson was drafted as a guard. You could kick him back out to guard. Justin Lawrence was just named a CFL All-Star. It would be huge to show up that middle of the O-line. Like we said, wasn't terrible, wasn't also great. And to me, the only thing we're missing at that point, if we sign him, would just be a left tackle. Yeah. Or right tackle, depending where you're putting Landon. Yeah. Yeah. And then for me, number one, we spoke about him. Assuming Trevor Harris is out the door, Cody Fajardo is my number one. I think I think it's going to be a good fit, man. I like the idea of reuniting him with Jason Moss. I don't think they were both thriving in Saskatchewan. I think they both, as a coach and as a player. It was a terrible year in Saskatchewan. Yeah, it, it, just, it was just a bad year, 100%. And, yeah, I like the idea of them reuniting and getting a fresh start in Montreal. And I think – Cody Fajardo could be a guy that we see in Montreal for five plus years at this point. Yeah, for sure. He's still uh, still relatively young, and yeah, you know, he he said he wants to play. He just, I'm pretty sure his kid's young. He said, like yesterday, I read. He said, I want to play until my son, you know, re- remembers me playing. So right. I don't think he's done anytime soon. My number one, a little hot take, a name I told you you'd be shocked by, Greg Ellingson. I love it. I was I was gonna put him like five. I love it. He's my one because he fits in no matter what happens. If Gino yeah. and Harris are back, he's still my number one guy to go after. I like it. Because he played for Moss twice. One year in Ottawa when Moss was the OC before he got the job in Edmonton. And one year in Edmonton. Put up a 1,000 yards in every year when in both those years. Yeah. And then played with Trevor Harris for like seven years. And right. basically followed Trevor Harris wherever he went. To me, when Greg Ellingson is fully healthy... Dude, he's, he's, top a, five. he's a top five borderline top three receiver in the CFL. Yeah. He's disgusting. Yeah. So you put him and Gino and he, first of all, he's so fast. Yeah. He spreads the field like crazy. Deep shot. He catches everything you throw to him. Last year he wasn't healthy. He's going to be healthy. He's missed a lot of time. He's going to be healthy this year. I, I assume <clears throat> just because his body's going to be right. Greg Ellingson's my one, no matter what. And he's my number one of all free agents, offense, defense. He's wow. my number one. Wow. And I could see it happening. Just to me, I could see it perfectly happening. The, yeah. Just the familiarity with Moss. Mm-hmm. No, I can totally see that happening. I, like I also that. wouldn't hate. Well, I would hate because Gino's not here, but let's just say he was the number one receiver. I wouldn't hate that. It wouldn't be a well, terrible. Like, yeah, like you said, I, I yeah. fucking hate it, but. It wouldn't be a terrible situation. No, not at all. Not at all. Beautiful. Let's jump to the defense side of the ball. A little bit harder for me because I feel like our defense isn't bad. And I feel like the majority of what needs to be addressed is on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously there's huge gaps to fill at linebacker, especially if Pickett and who played like a slot mm-hmm. kind of linebacker position. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's disgusting. But, and Micah Awe. Um, and, and it also, there's not a lot of free agent corners this year at all. Dude, I, I, I struggled. 
there was there was Gary Peters from BC, probably the top corner free agent available, and he got signed, re-signed. Um, so I'm focusing a lot of my um, my vision on the inside of the D line and our interior linebackers. Uh, so at five, I have Larry Dean. Um, oh, vet, what a vet, Right, vet presence comes in. I think he's 34 years old. Yeah. Um, but comes in for again, comes in, and and this is one that I don't hate, even if Micah always signs, even if Pickett resigns. We have we still have young linebackers, right? Like Chris Aki is he's not young, but he's he's still like 27, 28 years old. Uh my boy Brian Harley Mana, number zero. Again, th- these are all things that, that there are players that can learn a lot from Larry Dean. Um and I would totally not be opposed to it at all. Uh, before I go here with my five, um, a guy I feel like we're forgetting is is Chris Aki. And I think that if he comes back, I think even if Michael Ali is signed, I think Chris Aki takes his spot he back. Steps, he steps in and he's a day one starter and he's successful at doing so, it. So that's why I didn't really put linebacker because I think – Montreal's fine, like even if they just sign one of Pickett or Ali, because yeah. they still have Aki and they still have Bev. Yeah. So I, I put one linebacker on the list, but not uh I went mostly DB just because of the playoff game against Toronto. And that I was have bad. nightmares. Yeah. Uh so I have two two DBs here, but at five, I have a familiar face coming back, running it back. Siante Evans. Yeah. That's that's also like part of it's like I just want to see him back. I loved watching him play in Montreal, but mm-hmm. dude, the guy's still a dog, man. Like he was the number two corner out there in in Hamilton this year. He's still a dog. He still got it. Would definitely help. Uh, you know, especially if they lose Mike Jones, would definitely help come in and replace that. Yeah, I agree. At four, um, another vet that I absolutely love. I love this dude so much, and like you watch him and you. I, I if this happens, I would be so happy. On the D line, Sean Lemon. Oh dude. Massive. 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 But it's another one of those guys like that can come in, teach the young guys some things. Not about football, obviously. These guys are all great at football, but about the CFL game mostly. This guy's been in the league, I think, eleven years now. Um bounced around. But yeah, bounced around a lot, been in a lot of different systems. And I think he could 100% like be a huge influence on the field, but definitely off the field with some of these young guys as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have him at four. Yeah. Four. I kind of went back to the well. I just went to corner from Hamilton, Jamal roll. Yeah. Dude. He's a dog. Number one corner out there in Hamilton. He just gets it done. Yeah. He does what he needs to do. He's, he's reliable. And you know, we, we definitely missed Greg Reed last year. That's another free agent too. And like, I don't, I don't, Dude, he like just fell off the face of the earth. Like I don't haven't heard anything about him. So like I don't know if he's gonna be back. I'm gonna go off the basis that he's not coming back. Like so will he Jamal, be back to the CFL? Like I, I Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like Jamal Roll, even with Mike Jones out there, Jamal Roll would be a huge piece for Montreal to add on that defensive side to help like calm things down with the young guys back there. Also, like you were just saying that Sean Lemon could do. Yeah. At three for me, um, is a little bit not a joke, but uh, if you sign this guy, the Alouettes are basically guaranteed an appearance in the Grey Cup. <laughs> I think he's been to like eighty six straight Grey Cups. Uh, Jagarit Davis, man, it's like a, it's crazy though. Like, and all things, all jokes aside, he's a great 
interior defensive lineman. Like, oh yeah, dude! Imagine him as Amondo in there. I know him and Mondo in there. Be... It's beefy in there. Yeah, it's very beefy in there. But um, no, I think he would provide even if he's just you know in on second down or whatever it is. I, I think it would be you know a, a huge presence, and and it kind of ties back. He's obviously a vet. He's been to the game a bunch before, which I think our current roster, even with how much players in the CFL jump around. Um, I, th- I think like that experience that he brings, we don't have a lot of um, guys who have been to the, the, you know, the big game, right? We're a young team, man. We're a very young team. So I think bringing in someone like that who has all that experience um, and obviously just came off a great cup win, um, that'd be, that'd be huge. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, he, I'm spoiler. He's going to make an appearance on my list. Not right now, but me uh, goes back to the one linebacker I have on this list. Uh, it was a toss-up between him and Larry Dean. I went with this guy because he's, like, significantly younger. Uh-huh. Coming off leading the league in tackles, Darnell Sankey. Yep. Got robbed as a CFL All-Star. I, I don't can't know how. that. It was ridiculous. He would come in. I think he's 28 years old. Would come in. Middle of the field. You could put Aki out, back on the outside. If you lose Pickett and Aoi, you're still good. You have Bev, uh, Sankey, and Aki, and that's still one of the grossest linebacking cores. Disgusting. <laughs> Even losing two two of your most important free agents at the position. Yeah, agreed. Number two, I'm going with a name that was on your list. Um, running it back with Siante Evans, I think just shoring up that that secondary with Siante would be, you know, really crucial. I think, I, I, and I don't. Here's where I struggle a little bit because I don't hate the DBs we have on the roster. They're young. They're young, and I hate what happened in Toronto. But I don't hate the roster at all. So that's why I don't – I'm not too DB heavy here. Um, but I, I think bringing him back would be huge, especially if we lose Mike Jones or Greg Reed doesn't come back or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I think, I think why, like, either I way. Two, I put two corners on my list, but one guy would not be mad if he got a bigger role. Is Najee, man. I think Najee's going to be a dog. Yeah, I think he's already a dog. I think he's going to be a dog. Yeah. So, like, if they go in with him as a number one corner, I'm not that upset about it because I, I think he's, he's going to just – he's, like, one of those guys that, like, flourishes when the pressure's on, I feel. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, my two. Yeah. You had him at your three. Ja'Garrett, man. Yeah. Look, the Owls were third to last in sacks. In the CFL last year, only had two more sacks than the last place team. They need sacks, and it's harder to find guys come up uh, in the D-tackle position that could get pressure on the quarterback, and he finished top 10 in sacks. Putting a guy in there takes pressure off JD to have to be such an elite pass rusher for the Alouettes. And by doing that, it's just going to make him a better pass rusher because you're taking away double teams and chip blocks more often from JD. Yeah. And that increases Montreal sacks, even if Jagarit Davis doesn't come back and get the same sack count that he had this year. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's that's why I love that signing so much. It's it's mostly to let JD. And it's a lock. We're going to Hamilton for the Great Cup. It's a lock. And it's a lock. Uh, my number one. He last year he became one of my favorite defensive players in the NFL. Um, he was yeah, second bro. behind Sankey in tackles. Javon yeah, Santos Knox from Hamilton. Oh, he's a dog. He is an absolute dog. He's different yeah played at umass and he's still young right i think he's 26 or 27 maybe maybe 27 28 but he's still they even when they signed him to this contract it was like crazy that they gave him this contract because he hadn't established but everybody was like he's like this is a contract he 
he's going to earn. He's going to grow into. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think he comes in and he shores up the middle of that field for us, right? Like he, he like you don't need to worry about like Chris Aki or, or whoever on the outside, like let them handle business. And then like Santos Knox will hold down the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I would be so happy. And again, this is that like, we don't need this to happen, but um, like with Awe and Pickett potentially not re-signing, I'm thrilled with Aki, Santos, Knox, and Bev as mm-hmm. linebacker. I think that's a killer trio. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's my number one. I would love and toss up between him and Cody Fajardo, but I think Santos Knox might be my favorite potential free agent signing. Really? But I have this terrible gut feeling he just re-signs in Hamilton. <sighs> My one, you talked about him before. I had him actually on my number two, right behind Ellingson for like my top five completed. Sean Lemon, you had him at your five. I got him at one. Dude, guy finished second in the league in sacks last year, finished with 14. That's another guy, bro. You put him on one side, JD on the other side, two dogs going after the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably finish top two in sacks with those two guys on on the other side. Uh, It would be sick, man. Just put your ears, pin your ears back and get after it. And that's another thing, like I said, the sacks, we didn't have a lot of them. And that's what led to the DBs having to cover for too long mm-hmm. and making them look bad. There was no pass rush in that Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And, and making them look bad. So if you can't get a, a, a premier corner and you want to r- ride with the young guys, which I said I'm fine with, go get a, another guy, a sack artist, that'll help them not have to cover for five plus seconds. Yeah. Oh, man. So those are our top fives. And we're going to end off the show today by giving you guys someone who th- we think is guaranteed to walk out the door and someone we think is guaranteed to be a new friend. That's what we'll call the free agent signings, our new friends. Um, so let's start off with guaranteed to leave. And this is going to hurt. And I don't know if it's because we got season tickets this year. This is our first year having season tickets and we grew like extra attached to these players but mm-hmm. there's not a player that I want to see leave. Like, there's not a player th- at all that I want to see leave. Like, Any I, I name I see signs with another team is going to hurt. Yeah, 100%. So, Shane, I'll let you go first because uh, start off with someone who you think is guaranteed to leave. Okay, well, I put two because the first name I put, I think it was kind of like a, a cheating situation, so I gave two. The okay. first one is Reggie White, and that's the one I see is kind of like a cheating thing because, like I said earlier in this episode – I think he's just not going to get a contract until late in the season because he's probably going to miss the whole season. Yeah. Uh, So that's my, my cheat. I don't even want to say this name, man. And it goes back to Ottawa and what they're doing. And they're going to post some free agents. And I think Pickett's walking out that door. And I'm very upset, and it hurts me to say, and I wish the next time, I hope the next time we come on and we're talking, that Pickett's still here. I hope I'm wrong about this. I've never wanted to be more wrong in my life. It's just something that's a gut feeling, man. That one hurts. Yeah. Hey, Kenny Pickett, friend of the show, messaged us on Instagram this morning. Shout out to him. Yeah. I think- Dude, I saw him text us. I was like, damn, I'm doing him dirty. Dude, I honestly think... Kenny Pickett, based on the lists I'm seeing, Kenny Pickett, Jesus Christ, Darius Pickett, my bad. Um, I mean, I'll take Kenny Pickett. He could come play QFL. No, but Darius Pickett, I'm seeing him ranked amongst free agents anywhere from like 16 to 30. 
based on his age and how he played last year, I don't see how he's not a top 10 free agent this year. I think they are can return kicks a lot, a linebacker that returns kicks. I think I honestly think though he is the most underrated free agent in this entire. Dude, even what he like does off, not off the field, but yo, like in the kickoffs, like he's the first guy dancing to the music. Like he just yeah. loves playing ball, man. Yeah, like that would be such a huge, huge loss. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I'm like praying I'm wrong. I I hope I'm wrong with this one too. But um, unfortunately, I got an email this morning, and. It said 2023 CFL script leaked. Is this the one you said I was going to be upset about? Yeah. Oh. But the, the script is leaked. They, they leaked the script. I'm not, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is happening. It's guaranteed. I, I don't know if the email was sent to me by accident, but um, this is not because I want him to go whatsoever. But this is because I think he can go somewhere else and take on a larger role and potentially be a number one. Um, and the email just said this. Just had this picture. Uh, for those of you listening, the picture is Walter Fletcher. Fletch came in last year when Stanback got hurt and was exhilarating. Electric. Electric. And I, I like fell in love with watching Walter Fletcher play football. And the thing is, he played too well. He stepped in and he filled that role way too well. And he is going to... Like he's gonna go somewhere where he can get fifteen touches a game. I think I really think. And it, it I, I'm I so upset. I, I'm I hate so that upset I, right I know, and I hate that I had to put it, but oh, I, you knew that one was gonna hurt me. Yeah, I did. And again, it's nothing against Fletch. If Fletch wants to run it back with Standback and just run, I will be so fucking excited, dude. If Fletch runs it back. I might be in the jersey shop, bro. I know. I'm waiting right now. I'm waiting to decide which jersey to get. It's like if if both of them running back, it's Dommy D. He's get he's getting my money. And if if he doesn't run it back, what Fletch does, Fletch is getting my money. So my mine is if Gino runs it back, I gotta lock in the Gino. If Gino yeah. doesn't run it back, I'm rolling with a friend of the show, Tyson Philpot jersey. Yeah, Just, we had conversations. I thought about it too, but I was like. I can't can't uh, yeah. can't double down, bro. All right, now time to make new friends, Shaner. Who I'm gonna let you go first here. You're gonna let me go first. So my mind's kind of crazy. <laughs> so this was a two part script, um, or two part email, and I got the script actually for who's coming in, and I've never been more confident in something in my entire life, and I'm honestly shocked given the situation in Montreal, given who our GM is, that this hasn't happened already. Um, so kind of ties into Fletch leaving and joining us in Montreal is going to be our Same. boy, oh, our boy, Sean Thomas Erlington from Hamilton, Montreal Carabin legend, friend, so, of, friend of Danny Mac for sure. And it he just shows be, how crazy the CFL is, man. The guy gets hurt and he just loses his job as if he wasn't like the best running back that like half season he was playing. Right. Like, him and Stanback would be so unfair. Him and Stanback would be the beefiest, meanest backfield. They could both run for a thousand. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, and I'm so confident that it's going to happen too. Like, t- you're, you're telling me Danny doesn't want to reunite with a Montreal boy? Wow, come on, that's good, man. 
I'd still be upset that Fletch is gone, but yeah, it's, it is what it is. Let's hear it. Okay, my name is definitely nowhere as big as what you're doing. It's just, dude, I'm like you said, I'm surprised it hasn't already happened. And he's gonna come in. He's not gonna be a starter. I know who you're saying too? What? I know who you're saying. Does he play for Ottawa? Yeah, he does. He's gonna come in. It's gonna be Antoine Pruneau, man. Yep. You just see it, it like it's it's long overdue. Like you said, Danny Mac, bro. Like yep. he's gonna get it done. He loves his Montreal boys. Loves his little Quebecois. So yep. he's coming in. He's gonna sit behind Decois and get some playing time, special teams, come in as a like an extra linebacker type of thing, and. I think it's a lock. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first name that they announced that they signed from another team. Agreed. A hundred percent. Like, but dude, it's actually awesome to think about the history of like unreal Quebecois safeties that have played for the Owls. Boulet to, to Bruyette to. Hope. It also doesn't hurt you. If Dequa goes down, you have another Canadian safety that you just mm-hmm. fit right in. You don't have to find another Canadian player to put elsewhere. Yeah. hundred percent. That's, that's definitely a lock. Yeah, 100% a lock. I saw his name, and I was like, hammer. If they're betting on on Bruno signing with the Owls. It's minus 600. Send them to me, and I'm hammering it. Anyways, Shaner, this does it for – Dude, I'm not over that Fletch pick. He broke my heart. How am I going to continue with my day right now? I know. But this does it for the free agent episode. Hopefully, we meet next week, same time, same place, and – we're so wrong about everything. And Walter Fletcher sitting on here with us. And Walter Fletcher sitting on here with us. Gino, we've already interviewed because he re-signed a 13-year contract in Montreal. <laughs> Ticket joins us and whatever. I don't know. But I, I pray we're wrong. Um, but it's going to be an exciting time. I pray we're right on some of the new faces, but mm-hmm. the ones leaving, I, I pray we're, yeah. we're wrong. Anyways. Guys, we thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you, as always, for blowing up the social media lately. It's been awesome to see. Um, and, yeah, we, uh, we'll we be back we this week with some guys. other crazy guests, some really exciting guests, some legends, too. Not just current players. Got some fire with... episodes locked in. Yeah. Right now. yeah, we got some crazy stuff locked in. But uh, stay tuned, and thank you guys again. All right, we're, <laughs> we're running it back really quickly. We we're, just we're ended playing. the call, checked our phones. First of all, Sean Thomas Erlington, I'm sorry, uh, not happening. Uh, guaranteed to come in. I don't have a backup. I'm going to go with Antoine Pruneau. I think that's a lock too. But in more important news, boys, Kayon Julian Kayon Grant. Julian Grant's back. Baby. Fired. Uh, on his boy. Yes, sir. That, so my list is all fucked now. Tim White, sorry, you're staying in Hamilton. You're not coming. We have well, Kayon. No, no. You can go to the, go out west, bro. Get out of the, get yeah, out of the east division. But uh, anyways, wanted to hop back on, get our live reactions to, to Kayon's re-signing and Sean Thomas early and re- Sean Thomas Erlington resigning, but uh, all right, bye for real now. <laughs>